Welcome back to season five, episode fourteen. It's fourteen. I knew that. I was just waiting for somebody else to jump in. No, you were totally about to say season six. I was, dude. My mind is already in season six. We have so much coming, coming down the pipeline. <laughs> down, down the what? <laughs> down the pipeline. Okay. Um, for season six, we got tons of projects that, uh, believe it or not, a few days ago, as of today of recording this, so it's been, it's been happening for a while. Um, all you're about uh, to announce the stuff we said we're not letting them know about. No. Oh, okay. Well, yes, but in a secretive way. <laughs> right. In a secretive because way. Because all so the monthly supporters... It. They know. They know, and yeah. they're involved in it. That's true. And everybody... They're beta testing. They're beta testing. Hey, yo. Um, so if if you're like, oh my gosh, why are they hiding this secret? It's because you're not a monthly supporter, um, and you'll have to wait till season six. And thus, we see you as inherently less valuable. Pretty much. Um. Anyways. Anyways, that's Kai over there. Yeah, I'm Dallas. And I'm Noah. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we, forgot. we have to introduce him. Okay, Dad. Our lovely producer, JB. Land Daddy over here. How's it going? Um, we, we are TCC, and we got a great episode lined up for you, the audience. Provided by you, the audience. Yes. <laughs> You're probably thinking, oh my gosh, why is it going to be so good? And I'm like... Dude, you just got to look at the episode title and you'll figure out why. <laughs> I love not being part of the, like, um, coming up with the ideas team. Mm-hmm. What is that called? <laughs> the creative team? The creative team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I do put in my own ideas, but I, right. don't, I don't look at the manifesting each individual episode. I enjoy the surprise of, like, hearing each part of this episode. And to build on that, Whereas like... y'all three know some of it, at least. I, like, threw that together... But I honestly just like handed it over to him. I was like, right. "Here's all the screenshots. You get to put it together." And that's taken a huge weight off of your shoulders because it right. used to be like, "Like man, you'd scan for hours and mm-hmm. check every five minutes." Yeah, yeah. When it's and then you got him to help me have less work, and it really just made you work less. <laughs> Good times. That was back when I was getting married. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> Oh, did I just make things awkward? Uh, <laughs> no. No. Uh, um, yeah, I guess so. You just derailed me completely. Uh, I don't know where you. to build from that. Do I tell the audience that you're going to address that at some point? I can address it now. Do you want me to? No, I feel like we should do the episode. Unless you I want agree. to. I agree. We should do the episode. But you're derailed, so. I, I'm very derailed right I now. I can take over. Because he was going to say something. And oh, then he did. I don't rem- I don't I don't remember. Here okay. we are. Well, everyone's looking at me, so we're just going to keep going. Thank you for coming to the TCC show. Usually we do a <laughs> weekly introduction, but we're not going to do that cuz nothing important has happened nationwide and we're just going to keep going through it. You know, Biden has actually really surprised me and like like, you know, he's he's beat my expectations as far as the president. I thought he'd ruin the country in 3 months, but he did in 3 weeks. I mean, a lot of <laughs> Hey. <laughs> I will give him. I will give him this: the fact that he doesn't do press releases. I think that can be seen you mean as a Twitter. No, 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 press, no. Press releases, like he. You does, know why he doesn't? He, because he's he's not allowed to. Right. He would if he if he could. 
But now he's no longer allowed to like take questions. Yeah, I think his they'd team put him is in a retirement home if he did because <laughs> he's so. He can't walk up, on their, uh, up there on his own. So. <laughs> I, almost, I almost said a bad word, but you can. He's okay. We got a bleep button for a reason. It's true. He's retarded. Yeah, he's an he idiot. Is. Um, the, the correct word senior citizen. <laughs> <laughs> that too, or dementia. I think he's very. His team is very smart for not letting him take questions. However, there's no explanation for, um, what's that thing that really, be- oh, he bombed another country. <laughs> That's pretty what? big. <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. <laughs> um, anyways. Isn't that something people thought Trump would do? I think so. And then he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Man. They're both of them. What a guy. <laughs> um. Vote so, 2024 for any grown ass adults. Yes. <laughs> Kyra, are you gonna are you gonna address the elephant in the room, or are we gonna talk about our senior? Wait, person? there's an elephant in the what? Room? Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it either. I'm confused, so okay. maybe you should. Yeah, we totally we, we derailed totally. for a reason. Yeah. Oh, that I'm not getting married. Yes. Well, if you want me to, again, I thought, I yeah, thought you aren't the... married. <laughs> 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 well, technically, there's three of us in this room that aren't married. <laughs> You're the only one that sold his soul to the devil. Congratulations, Noah, on being married. Thank you for pointing out that the rest of our lives are dismal and bleak at the best. I didn't mean for it to come out like that. Okay, in my mind, we left the listeners off at, Kai's gonna get married in like two days. And then... And then we said... Here we are. Then we said, hey, big stuff happened. We're not saying what it is. Check out my Facebook. Oh, okay. I didn't Facebook, realize we said check out your Facebook. Well, I said like anyone who follows us and not just our channel oh, yeah. would see my Facebook posts. Yeah. Because that's where I told made the announcement, right. I'm not getting married. But even then, it was pretty vague. Yeah, for sure. To, I mean, <clears throat> I, for, I gave no reason rightfully for so. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to tell it or give, um, us, give us an update... I guess we haven't really done a whole weekly update kind of thing, but That's I mean, true. it's fading out anyways. That's true. Yeah. I kind of wish we had it now that I've heard about your day today, but oh, that'll yeah. come in a different... Yeah, let me... At a different time. <laughs> <laughs> Kai's I, love, got, I, I love your Kai, soft voice. <laughs> Kai's, got, Kai's got the floor. Okay. Give us give us the update. Okay. So it's obvious that you're no longer getting married. Right. We will consider this an author's note on... They call it my journal. Because mm. I already did an epilogue, so I can't do that. Author's right. note is like a commentary on the thing as a whole. Because the last episode of a comrade's journal had me talking about... Um, <laughs> she was on, on that podcast. Yeah. Because she really wanted to be. You're talking with her. It, right. It wasn't the last part, but it was the second to last part. If you don't count the epilogue. Right. Then yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, I wrote the book, I would know. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and I guess that means the story actually ends terribly because... She's a bitch. Because it's me (laughs) repeating my habits of um, not knowing where to draw the line in emotional health. But I think that's something I've learned strongly in this relationship was that... uh, in the end, I was able to choose emotional maturity even when she could not. And she was, and and the one big reason I'm saying this out to the public is because it's, because I so badly wished 
I was able to hear a podcast where someone said, this is what emotional maturity looks like. I had no idea. And having now gone through the shit, I'm able to... Well, like, something that caught me off guard was when Dallas said how much the Comments Journal helped him out. And... You can read the text if you want. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll pull that up while we go. Pull it up. But... I also want to add... It wasn't just emotional maturity or emotional health that True. you chose. I think you chose physical health as well as identity. That's a big thing when it comes to relationships. Right. Because what? you weren't doing the things that you like to do. I wasn't. Because of this girl. I was... Now, I was willingly controlled by her. She she wanted to control right. me, and I let her control me. Right. So maybe at the root, it was... It's both of us. But when, but then in the end, when I decided, wait a second, I don't want this, even though I chose it earlier. Right. You are choosing that emotional maturity. That's when it became, yeah. okay, now I need... Like, now there's conflict. Right. Because she doesn't like the change that I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dallas sent me a text on a day that I was feeling pretty down. He said, hey, I just want to say thank you for making ACJ. It helps when I'm in tough times, and I happen to find myself listening to it right now, thinking of you and other times when I'm down in the dumps. But don't worry. I just wanted to hit you with a thanks, and I appreciate you. You're a role model to more than you think. Don't change the person you are. You're a blessing to this world and will continue to be. You've inspired a lot. We may not have the same religious beliefs, but your wisdom inspires a lot to the mind that wanders. And that, man, when I got that from you, Dallas, I cannot tell you how like encouraged that made me feel that like it was a good thing to release it even though it's like a bit controversial because there's always like the difference between gossiping and what I'm doing is that I'm sharing my pain but only to the extent that it will help me and help others if I'm sharing it just to badmouth someone else then it's not right that I'd be sharing it but because it's like it helps me and because it helps other people, I feel the weight that I need to be able to tell my own story. <clears throat> Emotional maturity, in my experience, is being able to look at someone who you love more than anything on earth and they're telling you, it hurts me when you choose to take care of yourself over me. And then you can still say, I'm doing it not just for me, I'm doing it for you as well. And choosing to hurt that person for your own good and for her own good. That was, it's easily the most difficult thing I'd ever had to do. But then it was so freeing at the end of the process to realize I could look at her, watch her try to manipulate and control me say, no, you're not leaving, you're going to do this and going to do that. And then I was, I could say, I could look at it, know exactly what she wants and say, no, you don't have control over me anymore. I make my own decisions. You're not responsible for that. You're not, and you're <sighs> not, I want to clarify, because you said that you, by making this decision, you are hurting yourself and her. You're not necessarily doing that to hurt them. Right. You're doing that <clears throat> to be okay, healthy when... and the f and that process is hurtful to 
start. Yeah. But at the end, it is good. So it's as if together we were a broken bone. Right. And if a broken bone isn't set properly so that it can heal, it heals into a worse thing than a broken bone. Right. So you have to re-break the bone. I like that. In order to get it working right. Right. And you still have to go through the process of rehabilitating that bone. Yeah. You still have to wear the hard cast. Mm -hmm. You then you wear a soft cast. I've never broken a bone. You guys gotta help me out. (laughs) And then you got the right idea. And then you go. And then then there's using the muscles. Right. So then you have to retrain these muscles to. Well, then you go back and make sure it's set right. Right. So you're double checking. Yeah. This is um, a bomb.com analogy. You're doing physical therapy because if you ever want to use that bone again, then you know that you need to get it up to par and you need to know the inner workings of that bone because if you if you break it again playing basketball, your basketball season and career may be done for for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So, Well, it's going to be easier to break again. Right. Yeah. It's It's... And when used incorrectly, well, now it's at the point where now I've cut off communication with her because she has continued to reach out and try to take control. And I decided it's not okay, and I'm not going to lose any more sleep over her trying to do that. Control over your emotions. And actions. Okay. Then, um, because what it became was even though she's not like – doing something terrible in that moment, she had formed a bruise on me and she's poking it and poking it. Isn't like punching, but it still hurts just as much. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So all that to say, giblet has amazing questions for us that you guys submitted. I do. I really, (laughs) I like where this conversation has gone. Okay. Okay. Good conversation. Let's keep going. Um, cause emotional wellness is something that I, you know, let, let me try another way. I was... Can you... Go for it. Is it possible to give us a practical example or what a red flag of, like, emotional manipulation might look like? Well, you remember the conversation that you, me, and Noah had in here. I think we were waiting for Dallas one night. Okay. That oh, is I like, see you guys have secret conversations without <laughs> me. <right? laughs> it was a very constructive conversation. Or, no, I think it was the, I think it was the uh, night Dallas was calling. It might have I been. I do remember yeah. that. Um, that's that. I feel like is a very practical example. Could you share that? Because I don't remember this. Um, being late to work. Yes. Right. Very practical situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single day in that relationship, I was late <clears throat> to work because a lot of it was like <clears throat> staying up really late, and I want to go to bed, and I expressed that I want to go to bed, but. Something miraculously always came up that made me stay up. And it's like, no, I can't go to bed because this. And then I eventually get roped into it where I feel like my only options are take care of myself and hurt her or explode myself. And then I choose explode myself because I want want her to like me. Can you explain that? The two options? Yeah, explain both the options. So. Something comes up, whether it's yeah. an issue or mm-hmm. um, maybe an insecurity of you or an insecurity of her. And then the options are what is and then you enter this 
space of emotional manipulation uh-huh. after X has been brought up. Right. And physical. Walk- what? At this point. At this point, it's not just emotional. It's also physical. Right. That's a good point. I never thought of that. Because you're tired. Mm-hmm. It's super late. You know that you got other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So you you enter into this emotional manipulation state. Go from there. Um, And my two options at this point are I can finish this fight, stay up with her. And then when the fight's over, we have to make up. Because say we finished the fight and now it's like, okay, that was raw. Good night. No, that's not fair. Now I'm just like stuck worrying you're going to get mad at me again when you wake up. So it's like now I got to stay and like love on her, which don't get me wrong. I love that. I don't want, I wouldn't have wanted her to feel, um, you know, like walk away hurt by that. Right. But staying up till three and waking up at seven to go to work every day for three months is not exactly what I wanted in life. Some days to four. And then when I really stood up for myself, I went to bed at two. Yeah. <laughs> That's step. crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> but then also just like being, especially, so at this point you guys were engaged. Yes. So the point that I made to you that night was it's, you're not just in a month or two weeks or a week you weren't just going to work for yourself. Right. You were going to work to provide for her. The wedding mainly, but yeah. <laughs> Correct. But you still have to survive after that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and my point to you was that wh- whatever position you're in, whatever job that you have is a reference. Mm-hmm. And if the individual that you're with is too selfish to realize that that impacts the rest of your life, just that's the way that I've always been taught and the way I've always looked at it. Every single job after that's probably going to call that job. Yeah. So do you want to carry that with you forever? <laughs> or that, you know, that person needs to put themselves aside and be like, you need to be there on time mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. And the other part was when I got to work, it's like, now I can't focus on work because it's text him, make sure he's okay. And if I didn't respond within 15 minutes, the worry was I'm dying or dead. And and anxiety plays a whole different role that uh, is different, but... Which you can't focus. It's mentally draining. Yeah, you can't focus on your work when you're mm-hmm. constantly checking your phone. Work that I really enjoy. Right. I love that job. I love the job I have. Right. Uh, yeah. Every 15 minutes. That's on an exaggerated day. Right. But what about an unexaggerated day? Um like Well, okay, 15 seems fair. But <laughs> but that but realistically if I went an hour, it's like phone call. Jeez. And what was the reasoning behind that? Because you're dead or because of the fight the night before? No. Or um a mixture of she didn't have anything to do. All she could do is sit around and wait for me to go back to her. She's bored. Um, worried about me. That's the biggest one. But So that's not your fault, though. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. no, it's not. But to go back to his starting point, like, that's, his, that's part of his story of 
finding the emotional maturity, being able to say like, hold on, you are a class A clinger and I don't have to own that. I don't have to own the fact that like you need to be calling me every day and like multiple times a day or the fact that like we're having all of these crazy arguments every night before work. Um, yeah. So, so the biggest, I'm choosing to place a boundary here. If you cross Mm -hmm. this boundary, there are going to be consequences. And I have to step back away from that for my own sanity and for your sanity in the long run. Yeah. I can't say I ever really reached that because the emotional maturity didn't come until I decided to end it, which, but that that's, that's the boundary. Like sometimes that has to be the boundary. Yeah. If you don't, because that's something that you had told her, if you don't abide by these things that not only keep me sane, but keep yourself sane, this isn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the two biggest staples, I guess, that I learned about what emotional maturity means is being able to not feel responsible for the other person's emotions or decisions. Mm-hmm. And then not being afraid of what anyone else will think of you and calling off a wedding eight days before the wedding yeah is all about what are people gonna think about me yeah it's so that and that was something that what what blew me away was when brad sat me down and said all right kai i don't think anyone's being objective with you when they say you should get married right now yeah i think you need to wait at least a year mm-hmm. and then i said well sure but the wedding's in 12 days what are we gonna do like just call it off he said i would and that shocked me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. He doesn't care what people think about him. Mm-hmm. I want that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. People would ask. Noah's dad? No. No. Different okay. guy. People would ask me like, well, how's Kai doing? And I was like, I mean, probably terrible. Like he's, he does seem like he's getting back to himself to me. But think about it. Like think about what he's going for. And they'd be like, well, what do you mean? He called off a wedding. Like, he has to return gifts that people got him. He's got to reimburse people for what's going on. Mm -hmm. He's going to, and you can talk more about this because I'm sure that the audience would love to hear about it. He's going to live alone in the house that he was supposed to move in with somebody with. Yep. Same furniture, appliances, cabinets that our parents bought. That is, he's going through the ringer right now. Um and after you kind of walk people through that very logical thing that your family's very good at, right? <laughs> they get it. Well, okay. Now, I don't, I don't, this isn't exactly a bone to pick with you, Noah. Okay. But on just the pick it. on just, the day that I was it. supposed to get married, all the groomsmen decided let's get together and throw a thing for Kai. Is anyone surprised that I didn't want to go to a party which was exclusively me and my groomsmen? Yeah. The focus was. What do we do? Oh, let's just do whatever Kai wants. I want to die. <laughs> that is what I want to do. Yeah. It was Super Bowl Sunday. I, I said, look, I'm willing to do this if you guys really want me there, but I don't want to be there. <laughs> like, I will put on a happy face and we can have fun if it's not about me. Right. <laughs> and and they said, well, it's just whatever you want. I said, all right, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> and and I'm going to go hang out at a Super Bowl party with other people yeah i don't blame you for doing that honestly i was thinking about it of like i i'm down to hang out with these people like they're cool yeah, um, they are. 
and I love all of you. But I don't but... want I don't want to go to a Super Bowl party. So hanging out with the guys is getting out of the Super Bowl party. But Kai doesn't want to do that. He wants to go to a Super Bowl party. So I'm just going to take a nap. So I took a nap too <laughs> and wake good. up to all of these messages from his brother like, "Hey, yeah. no, are you coming?" I'm like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> this I don't know if you caught it, but Kai is not in it. Not at all. I Ugh. don't want to be in this. We're not doing we're not hanging out like we had planned. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty terrible day actually. And um I might be able to find a, a message I sent that really covered it, but yeah, that was not easy. <laughs> Can you I think it would be helpful to the audience if you so you talked about like kind of what emotional maturity looks like. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody knows how to spot it. What are a few things that you would have told yourself? And then what are a, f- a few things that you think uh, people should know moving forward as far as like red flags for somebody who isn't emotionally there? Uh... And maybe another question to throw on top of that if you had seen the warning signs would you still have gone the route that you did and i know that's unfair to ask because you've learned so much and grown yeah. so much yeah but i still want to ask it anyways no i mean i get it the like what could people look out Do... for so in a scenario like yours right um if if there is a difference between how they treat you in public and how they treat you in private, there better be a damn good reason. Because um, for me, it was like, like everything is sunshine and rainbows in public. Vulnerability. Yeah. Vulnerability. Okay. My number one tool that I get from heart change. I love vulnerability because being able to just admit to anyone life sucks and here's why <laughs> can you help me is it's so freeing to say and if the other person isn't willing to tell literally anyone about anything then there needs then there can't be significant or substantial growth in that relationship so something i would say to look out for is definitely um if there's a, a reason you're being treated differently in private than in public because if it's like because if they if they treat you so differently then they're acting out of fear of what people will think of them then then the second one is vulnerability to be like and it doesn't mean like post on facebook all your fights but having a group of people that you can rely on having uh just a group of people in general is good any a support system is great. Um, yeah, I can't remember your other questions, Noah, but I have the text real quick, so I'm gonna Go <laughs> read this it. real quick. Uh, so on that day when was it? Was it the wedding day? I think it was. Anyways, yeah, a, the original date. I had a pretty big ar- argument with a lot of people, but <laughs> uh, so I said, um, I always struggle feeling wanted. For me apart from my family and today I'm tired and I'm peopled out and my groomsmen just want to hang out 
which to me would be a constant reminder of where we all would have been standing today in a different world. So I told a bunch of men I love very much that I don't want to be with them today, and they still just press toward hanging out, and they won't even want to watch the Super Bowl because they wouldn't like it, which means the entertainment would be social, solely conversational, and any moment there's silence, it all would creep in how no one is willing to mention that I feel like I'm going through a divorce, where my ex-wife is going through much more hell than I am, and now, because I didn't have the eyes to see it earlier... We have both made so much more pain than we needed. I'm really tired because I haven't slept very well recently. And if I sleep, I'm going to miss the beginning of the Super Bowl party anyway. So I don't know what I want or how to get it. <laughs> yeah. That's... That was a giant text that I sent to a few people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't get that text. No, you didn't. But it make. <laughs> but I mean. You were taking a nap. <laughs> I was taking a nap. But also like. I guess we should have known. Every, I, I it mean, makes sense. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. Like, you don't go that, you don't hear that and go, oh, he's just see, being so unreasonable right now, <laughs> yeah. you know? You don't think that. Well, yeah. Some people think that, though. You, never <laughs> you just, that. you hear that and you go, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah. No, dude, like, I couldn't sleep more than, like, six hours. And even then, it's tossing and turning. But did you get to work on time? Oh yeah, I would, I would get to work on time, but oh my gosh, yeah, that was that was just a a difficult period of life, and and um, and still is. Actually, I've been doing much better. I've been doing so well because I am like practicing emotional maturity more and more. It just helps me be emotionally more mature. And, yeah, and it it has branched to where I can choose my emotions. And then on the Sunday of this last workshop, I don't know if I told you this. No, I told your wife, though. Mm -hmm. um, I wore the suit I was going to get married in that Sunday. Wow. Yeah. Because I was doing it as a prophetic statement to say, I am not going to let a past which God is bringing into redemption control me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow this terrible thing that happened to me, all the pain I have experienced and all the stuff I did wrong. I'm not going to let that tell me how I'm going to live my life. And so ever, ever since I wore that suit and told people why I was wearing that suit, life has been good simply because I've chosen it to be good. Yeah. Well, and there's something, <laughs> there's something to go with that of just like telling people like, like, listen, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the suit that I was supposed to get married in. Yeah. Like it was a custom fit suit. So it felt pretty good. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Like, look at me. Like, this is this is me. I think it, mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. that's super powerful. Um You said you're practicing more emotional maturity. Yes. It's cuz she's still texting you, isn't she? Uh this, whether or not she this class is, a clinger. I'm not sure cuz I blocked, blocked her. Ah ha ha, boy. <laughs> yeah. And um I really didn't want to cuz I know she has a lot of anxiety about being blocked by people, but she's made her own decision. And I set up boundaries. Yeah. She chose to break them. And you gave her plenty of opportunities mm -hmm. to follow those boundaries, too. Mm -hmm. And she could have reached out with a request or with, like, humble approaching. But it was, I control you. This is what you're going to do. Thank you. And I'm saying, no, I make my own decisions because I've chosen yeah. emotional maturity. And that part of life that where you were not everything, you were me is not anymore 
That's so. a good place to get to, though. A very good place. Took to get a to. took a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> it took me four years. Yeah. Well, and well, and you you can't. I, I won the race. <laughs> you can't just be like, "Hey, this is it." We're like, no communication, no whatever, no, you know, we, this is right. it, done. Like you have to, because we're nice people, and you there's grace <laughs> and room for growth on the other end. Like, hey, I'm gonna come by and get my stuff and. Uh, either, you know, you can hand it off to me or I can get it through your parents or I don't know, like with JB's situation, she was still around and they were having very fruitful conversations from my understanding of like, that might just, that might, might just be you guys. I've never done that. Well, (laughs) but then there's the other end of the spectrum (laughs) is me (laughs) where, and I think Kai falls more into that boat too of like, Oh, you you can't you don't get it you literally don't get it and the people that you surround yourself with they don't get it either right now you are crossing the line that i have set in front of me and the line that i've set in front of you and as soon as you cross that block or delete or restraining order or whatever level you have far, but... whatever but whatever level you have to take it to right i've man I've lost so many hats. Not gonna lie, sweatshirts <laughs> <laughs> gone. It, the gone with the wind. Even, it's not even worth it, right? No, it's like yeah. no. I'd rather not have that conversation just for a sweatshirt that I paid twenty bucks for that I could go get at the same Goodwill or Walmart or whatever. Right. What is? What did your breakup look like in the in the way of like emotional maturity and boundary setting? So, my breakup was very mutual, actually. Um, but it was, it was very much so around like emotional manipulation. Yeah. And just emotional happiness. Ultimately. I mean, I gave up so much and whenever I put myself first, it wasn't to the same extent as you Kai of like, I'm going to reel you back in and get you to do what I want you to do. But we always grew apart. So like when I would start you know, hunting again or fishing or riding more, whatever it was, it like took away from my relationship because she was unwilling to allow me to be myself. Like and, a, kind of like a guilt thing. Yeah. To an extent, because there was, I mean, probably two or three years I was at every single one of her horse things. Like every weekend I was either at a rodeo at a barrel race or whatever. Well, and I was fully supporting her and what she wanted to do. And, I mean, it got to the point where I had to be like, I'm not going, period. I'll go, like, once every couple months. Because, especially, like, rodeoing, because she would start getting ready for a rodeo on, like, a Wednesday night. So, like, my entire week, every day after work, was helping her get ready for a rodeo. And then she'd go, and if I wasn't going, then I'd be at home doing whatever the hell I wanted to do. That was my opportunity to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And... It took away from our relationship when I wasn't there. When I wasn't with her doing what she wanted to do, it was definitely, like, put a gap between us, you know? It, like, just pushed us apart for whatever reason. So, instead of seeing everything that I had just done for her the week of and how much time that I had spent and put into helping her, she saw it as, well, you're not here with me now on this three-day rodeo or whatever it was, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it seems further that 
your lives just didn't blend. Like there was correct. Like it seems from the way you're describing it, there's no way you two could have been yourselves and with each other. Yeah, and I mean, it sucks to hear. Right, like, definitely. It, it totally, it's it totally does. And yeah. like, sorry, but you made a terrible decision in a person. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. like you get through that honeymoon phase, and then yeah. you realize. Oh, we don't have that, anything in common that's substantial. Well, you mean you have, you may have a few things in common, then you may settle. Mm-hmm. And then you get to that point where you're like, well, I want to go do this, but she's not into it. And she's going to go do this, and then she's going to guilt you for it. Yeah. And then it just doesn't blend the way that a smoothie and, should like, blend. the weekends that she wasn't doing those things, she wanted to go out and party. Hmm. Now, the <laughs> amount of beer that you... Hardcore <laughs> partier. The <laughs> amount of beer that you guys see me drink is about the amount of beer that I freaking drink on a weekly basis. Right. JB is One a Vegas regular. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, that they didn't mesh, right? So, you know, it's not very country of you. I know, right? Alcoholism is country. That's that's very true. <laughs> it also runs my family. So, Ew. hard pass on that one. I'm Scottish and Irish, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so on one side of the family, I've got really good genetics, and the other side, I got really bad. <laughs> but at the end, like I chose, I chose myself. Like breaking up was very mutual for each of our happiness, but it was very probably the most selfish thing that I've ever done, you know, cause I was like, I was just, I got very angry too, you know, just from like day to day life too. Cause she, she couldn't pick up after herself. I'm a pretty clean person and it just drove me batshit crazy. And she couldn't change that. Like very simple. I've never seen you with stubble and I come over a lot. That was so random. It, it ties into. I feel your, like it plays into it. Hold ties on. into the cleanness. That's yeah. See, Dallas knows what I'm talking about. You just gotta wait for the punchline. Yeah. No, it wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I talk about butt stubble. That's a joke. That's why you never shave your butt. It's like it starts growing back all itchy and. <laughs> but that, that's when I think about it, like the way you think about it. Like she may not clean after herself now, like before when you're together. Mm-hmm. Maybe she wasn't in the same state of mind as you were at that time. Why do you have to open it right then? I can't cut that. <laughs> you didn't even notice. It's fine. Okay. It's not a beer. It's a Dr. Pepper. So it's totally socially acceptable. So socially acceptable. <laughs> no, I agree, though. Like, like some people have, you know, like how we talked about on our Enneagram and growth and stress. When people are yeah. in stress, they don't like to do things for themselves to better themselves. They just kind of. And continuously put things off until they're ready to do them. Right. Choose comfort instead of growth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, the hard thing for me is, is I'm the type of person that if somebody calls me or I have to do something at 9, 30, 10 o'clock when I'm just drained, I'll get my ass up and do it. <laughs> she wasn't. Like, <laughs> she just <laughs> wasn't. And I mean, that's, that's fine. But it's like, okay, take care of your shit. Before you're like ready to just relax, right. right? There's ways to, you know, it goes back to that emotional maturity just in a little bit of different, a little bit different way of like planning ahead a little bit or thinking about thinking your night through or thinking about your actions, you know, but and just being emotionally aware of how you're feeling. Oh, I had a really rough day at work, so let me get home, get my shit done, so I can just do nothing. Perfect. Your shit's done. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. chill. You don't have to worry about anything. But no, let's hang out and lay in bed for two hours and literally be ready to fall asleep. 
Oh shit, I gotta feed the horses. Oh well, that's freaking half an hour ordeal. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Like that's just laziness to me. You know. And well, and you take that well, to you take that to a practical and an, or, or you take that practical to an emotional level. Right. It's the same idea. Or, like yeah, we've been. There's obviously been conflict for a week, and nobody's freaking ballsy enough to talk about it. Now we finally talk about it. It's 11 o'clock at night. Now we're up for two hours resolving an issue and can't go to bed till yeah. it's One, resolved. two, three, right? four, or five. Yeah. It's the same idea. And you got to get up at six. Yeah. Get up right. at five. Mm-hmm. Go to work. Someone told me something very interesting because we've all heard the saying, don't go to bed angry. But he said, you know, not going to bed angry doesn't mean you have to fix the fight, mm-hmm. but it means you don't have to fight about it. And you can say, you know, I still love you no matter what. You can still kiss goodnight and say, we'll just talk about it in the morning. That was an interesting thing to me. Anyways. So, Kai, where, where you've caught us up to yep. now. Uh-huh. What is now? Now is... Is Kai ready to hit the clubs and just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know the answer. My heart's tendency is always either I'm with someone and, you know, yay, I want to stay with that person forever. Uh-huh. Or there's a girl. There's a girl. Right. So I'm, you know. What do, what do you mean, there's a girl, there's a girl? <laughs> I mean, I'm tying thing. a lasso around my heart and On keeping it in place. So what you're saying is when we go to Vegas, we can get you a lap dance? That's not, <laughs> not exactly what I said. And if it's a I'll guy. I'll be your Vegas wingman. <laughs> if it's a guy. <laughs> if it's Noah. All right, I'll, I'll do it. That's I'll, I'll slip one have to pay for it. Fill this shit out, yeah. <laughs> you have to give me the ones to slip in his clothes. He... Kai falls very hard and very fast. I do. I have yet to figure out why that is. Me too. <laughs> but he he, he falls very hard and very fast. I would be surprised if the reason why was so that I could learn everything I've learned in this relationship. So you think it's like <clears throat> by book love? What you do know? you mean? What do so you mean? So like by you that? know when an author writes a love story, usually a love story is like, oh, I met this girl and it's you know first love. I fell in love with her at sight. That's what I think of when I think of Kai sometimes. I think he's by book love instead of by, like, hurt love through hurt and all that. Like, learn through your experiences and all that and be cautious of other people and stand stand offish when you get into a relationship. You know? Um, Yeah, but I I think the book love, there's something deeper to love at first sight. I think there's something deeper to that. You saying I'm not deep? No, I'm saying that you are deep. <laughs> oh. I think there's Hello. some I think there's something deeper than Kai going, Oh, I like her. She's cute. Let, like maybe that could be a thing. But I haven't I've yet to figure out what that thing is. Yeah, sometimes I'll recognize the difference between I always recognize the difference between hey, that person's cute versus hey, that person's cute. And her lifestyle seems like it could fit into mine. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's worth pursuing. But, I don't know. So anyways, back to and, where and you're at. The thing is, oh, never mind. I haven't even had a whole lot of relationships. Because after the one where I really fell, right? I it was three years until I started a new one. Mm-hmm. And that was all of high school. I skipped all... I didn't have a relationship in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> Except for that first one. So... So, it's strange that it's true I fall fast. But also, 
not frequently. It could. It like could when, just... when, once I let myself slip, I dive. I guess. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I'm all in. I'm a hundred hundred nothing. I guess in relationships. Yeah. No, you and buy I, a lotto ticket for me, please. <laughs> I definitely agree with you on that. I wonder if it's because you had said that like, you you wonder if it's the idea of like learning and growing how much you did from this past relationship. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's you are I think you can definitely fall for girls and be in love with them, but I wonder if you're in in love with love and in love with the idea that in love you are you're learning, you're growing and you're going through really hard shit that only being with somebody is going to uncover. And once you uncover those things, like it's satisfying to recognize those things and push past them and work through them and, and grow from them. My parents would always save their fights for when the kids went to bed. Mm -hmm. And so I actually never saw my parents so much as disagree until I was like 13. And I think seeing their happiness together, even if it was pretend and I didn't notice, they do make each other happy. But <laughs> but there were fights that I didn't know of. of. Mm-hmm. But seeing what I thought was just pure happiness might have taught me that relationship is where I'm going to find happy. <clears throat> happy. And some, and apparently, hypothetically, recognizing that isn't fixing it for me. If that is why I am the way I am, but I com- I'm not ashamed of the way I am. No, and I I relate to that so much. My parents never saw them fight once. Yeah. So going into marriage like that, your parents, whether people realize it or not, they mess you <coughs> up. Um, they pass down a lot of good things, but they also mess you up. My parents, I never saw them fight, and so now that I take that into my own marriage, I don't know how to operate in a fight. Yeah, isn't that an interesting thing? Like, I, I think it would have helped me if I would have seen how they handled conflict. But because I didn't, now I'm going into marriage with the experience of doing nothing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. You can't... I don't... I think hiding conflict from your kids isn't healthy because now I look at my marriage and when a problem arises, I don't know what to do because I wasn't trained or I didn't, like observe a conflict and maybe the stuff that I did see of my parents just frustration and they just bottled that up now I'm doing that in my marriage my mom gets mad at my dad my dad gets mad at my mad at my mom and they bottle that up and then maybe they make a few sly comments behind the significant other's back and I see that and I go okay five-year-old, 10-year-old Noah goes, okay, that's how I process conflict when I Mm. go into marriage. That's not how you process conflict when you go into marriage. The weird thing for me... So I I 100% relate to you on that of like being with somebody and being married is just pure happiness Mm -hmm. because I didn't see the fights. Now, when you flip to the other end of that spectrum... If your mom and dad are fighting all the time, yeah, <laughs> you're going to inherit all of those fighting tactics. When well, you're... and how you fight is a big one. Yeah, but like I've, uh, in the last I don't know four to five years, forty five years, I've sought out, like, 
looked for relational fights because a big part of it is like, you know, preparing myself for my future wife. I want to be able to fight the best I can. <laughs> and, um, so, and I, it's weird to describe how I was native, how I might have been, uh, developed the way I was by them hiding their fights, but then me choosing to seek it out afterward is like, well, I wonder if that was actually like the right call then. Cause I missed out on childhood trauma of parents fighting. But right. but then when my mind was actually cognitively able to adapt right versus wrong within fighting is when the fighting was around me. And my parents weren't necessarily the ones fighting all the time, but like they're sometimes marriage counselors and, and watching them advise other people how to fight was like really big for me. Whew, that was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I I would even still make the argument that, like, seeing your parents fight or your parents do something or how they operate, it translates into your own relationship so much that even if it, if even if you were gathering stuff from other, like, relationships or counselors or, uh-huh. like, observing other people, the base is still here in your parents' marriage what you grew up experiencing. So if you see it, you're <laughs> screwed. If you don't see it, you're screwed. Okay. It's an inter I mean by doing nothing right, by though. doing nothing, your parents are you know, passing this what, down. What if, what Maybe if the not solution, messing you up. What if the solution is bringing it up with the kids? I think that is the solution. Like, because treating them like flies on the walls, all they can do is try to learn from what they see. Right. Versus, and they have no idea what they're looking at. They don't know what bottling up emotions is like. They don't know what exploding emotions is like. So mm-hmm. what it should really be is, like, after a fight, bringing the kids, like, hey, like, sure, your mom and I had a disagreement, um, and this is how we chose to respond. This is how we what we regret having said to each other. Yeah. Like, but, but to take away from this, we're like, we love each other. We love you guys, man. You're going to be a good parent. Noah. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I agree with, not with the statement of being a good parent, but um, <laughs> I think communicate and the way that you laid it out is I think fantastic of this is, this is what mom and I said to each other not dumbing it down at all like mom and dad had a fight but we're all good everything's great and then two years later divorce papers slide across the table (laughs) and you have to choose between mom or dad full-time yikes so I think community don't get a choice by the way (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) don't get a choice if you're under the age of 18 hold on but sometimes the child's testimony can provide yeah. if you're old enough to give a testimony. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But eighteen, you can testify before you're eighteen. Yeah, if you're old enough to give a valid testimony. I think at that point it debates on whether they have a full time job, a good and well yeah. rounded <clears throat> household with right. a good income. Mm-hmm. And whoever has the better income and a better household will most likely win that court case. Dab. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I think that going with like open and honest communication is the way to go. Um, 
I think the kids thank, will thank you for saying that Dallas. will still get get messed up in the process like it's inevitable that you will mess up your kids um okay you are not messed up so you think <laughs> no. I am not messed up maybe we should do, maybe I should define what I mean by messed up there will always be pain that a child experiences yes There's and nothing a parent can do to stop that right and Even I think and that will translate into your life no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you guys are just beating around the bush at this point. Like, there's no such thing as a perfect parent. Never. There's never been in any, this whole century or whenever, there's never been such right. thing as a perfect parent. Right. Well, every Mother kid Teresa. reacts different. Exactly. To different situations. Like, me and my sister are very, two very different individuals. Starkly different. Yeah, very different. But we were raised exactly the same mm-hmm. and had the same experiences growing up by the same parents. There's a there's a, a form of therapy or counseling or whatever it's called, EMDR. Um, can you look that up, please, so I get this right? Um, EMDR is... EMDR. EMDR. It's where you take a look at... And I think I'm, I hope I get this right. (laughs) The idea of this therapy, which I believe to be called the EMDR, um, you take a look at, you take a look at childhood trauma, childhood, and then you sort through that as an adult and you go through this process where the adult you explains to child you what actually happened. Because, <laughs> because child you wasn't old enough to process, like an adult, what was going on in a certain situation. It doesn't mean that what happened as a child was okay, was okay or solved, mm-hmm. but it helps you understand, okay, child me did everything that they could do. They processed as far as their brain could process. Whoa, so that helps you forgive yourself and move on. So, because then you're not holding yourself accountable for why do I always respond this way when that happens? Right, because it always depends on the person. Or though. taking responsibility for a choice that your parent may when, have made when successful. <laughs> yeah, <Disclaimer>. when successful. <laughs> wow, did I get that right on EMDR? So this says it's a phase-focused approach to treating traumatic and other symptoms by reconnecting the client in a safe and measured way to the images, self-thoughts, emotions, and body sensations associated with the trauma and allowing the natural healing powers of the brain to move toward adaptive resolution. Yeah, Yeah. so adult you is explaining to younger you Mm -hmm. what you went through is okay. And this is what happened in actuality. So then as an and, adult, and you're not... what he read was also like helping to send the adult you to that place by... Right. Like if it was dark, making it dark in the room. Mm-hmm. If it was rainy, like make sure it's rainy outside. Right. Close and, your eyes, listen to right. the sounds. Puts of... you into a sensory place where it's easier to believe you're actually in that position. Right. And <laughs> then you go through this crazy process. Man, that of... sounds dangerous. It sounds crazy, yeah. But it works. It I know it to work, so... NF made a song about it. That's, he did. That's such Holy a good song. Holy shit, he did. Um, yeah, if I feel like that's a great place to end by yeah. plugging this song. Good catch. Good, good you. Um, that's all I listen to. Yippee, so. this guy. NF made a song. It's called Nate. Um, it's on The Search, right? 
the search album yeah is that right um basically and on to and like we all went to the concert together actually <laughs> yeah. oh you weren't there no. it was andre damn so in like, concert oh, you went to the seattle one <clears throat> nope. in concert Oh. So, um, NF, the rapper, he went oh, to, man. he checked himself, willingly checked himself into, um, like Cancel a mental, therapy. mental institution for a little while. One of the processes is you sit in this chair and you and they shock you everywhere. Yes. They electric, shock you. Electric and, therapy. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they, you, they sit you in this chair and they have an empty chair, an empty kid's chair in front of you. And Whoa. you imagine however old you sitting right there and you have to do this process of emdr with childhood you Um, and on stage nate is sitting and nf is sitting on stage crying as he is rapping about his um about his childhood self (laughs) and this chair in front of him that's supposed to resemble him it's wild so the song is nate it's on um the search album I feel like that's all I got. Do, is there anything else? Um, gotta plug them now. What? Gotta plug it now. I I did. I just did. In the description as well. Oh, I will. I I can play it actually. I'll do L- that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because Anchor's paired with Spotify. Um. So if you stick around, I'll I'll make sure that the song gets in at the end of this episode. Um. This is not what we had planned. Uh. But I think that this went. Uh. A great direction. Yeah, so earlier in the episode, Noah said, this is hilarious, and you already know that based on the title. Yeah, that title is not... <laughs> the title is not what you think it is anymore. <laughs> um, um, I think a good title for this is Deconstructing Kai. I like that. Okay. Um, We are, however, going to do what we had planned um, right now, so... Yay! Thank you for listening. Um, for this hour. I know... Second th- hour. <laughs> uh, we'll just do it in a whole new episode, I feel like. I think I think so. that's a great idea. I think so. Um, anyways, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out what all's going on on the technical side. Thank you for joining in, um, and listening to this to the end. Take, make sure to listen to the song. Um, and we thank you for being involved in our lives and caring about us. Yeah. Peace.